It's motherfucking 420. Smoking big spliffs on air. The doobies. Doobie, doobie, doo. No, actually, we're not. I am drinking a beer, and you have a fresh water. A water. A nice, clear water. A clear, not even a good water. A fucking no, Sam's Pure Sam. Life. Yeah. Is it even Pure Life, or is it just purified? Just no, Sam's Purified. It's just, it's Sam's toilet water. Dookie. Well, it's back of the toilet, so yeah. it's not as bad. Yeah. comes from behind. Oh. It's just that's in the tank. Yeah, but that's the... Not out of the balls from the tank. Yeah, from the tank. Those people clean the bowl, they never clean the tank. Yeah. Yeah. What were we talking about? Oh, 420. So it is 420, Spencer. I didn't have a special episode planned. Sorry. No. Well, it's also like when we keep on falling on these weird things where it's like, there's a thing we could do, but it always falls on the day that we record it that comes out a half a week after the thing that we could talk about. Yeah. Uh, So that doesn't really help us. By the time his episode drops, no one gives a shit about the holiday anymore. No. So as if they did to begin with, anyways. Yeah. That yeah. that a lot of that probably gone out of the window with uh, the uh, legalizing most places. It's not a, like you know what I mean. It's not cool anymore, yeah. man. When your grandfather can smoke a fat stack in the bathroom and then he doesn't even have to hide it anymore, it ain't cool. It ain't cool. It ain't cool, Jack. Back in the old days, you had to hide that shit, you know? Actually, in the old days, you could just smoke it in the streets. Yeah. And then at some point, the fucking yeah. U.S. government said, nah, can't be doing that no more. Bunch of fucking cornbread motherfuckers changed the laws. LSD used to be legal as well. Yeah. And then we got the fucking Reagan types in office. And you know what? Fucking squares ruin everything. I watched that, uh, it was a while ago, but it was that documentary on psychedelics on Netflix. I only watched like half the episodes, but it made me too mad because every time it's like, oh, LSD does great things for the mind and oh, mushrooms help people overcome all these things. And, and then the government just like every time just shut it down. It's like, nope, can't ha- make it illegal. Give everybody prescription pills and fuck up their life. You fucking bastards. It's like it's taking them into now to be like, oh, we could have just made that like we could have just we could have took it. But then we could also just sort it ourselves and tax the shit out of people for it. Because they're gonna take it. Like, yeah, it doesn't matter. They're gonna we're, do it regardless. Yeah, I think they had a balance. What do we make more money? So we'll use weed as an example. What do we make more money on imprisoning people for mm-hmm. weed and using them as pretty much slave labor because we don't really have to pay them, or do we make it recreational and federalize it and it's legal for everybody and we just tax the shit out of it? I think they're still trying to figure out what's more. <laughs> cost they also at some point people are just gonna riot so they have to keep that in check too but i think basically it's always been like we get more money from the prisons probably like, yeah least, probably again this is just the u.s uncivilized country the privatized prison system they get more money from that because not only do you get money for having the prisoners in the prison but you also get money because the prisoners have to you know the old thing as well they make license plates but they do all kinds of shit yeah they even have those guys like fighting fires in like california and shit mm-hmm. So it's like the prisoners do all these awful jobs and they don't, at best they get paid like 30 cents an hour or something. I, I always wondered if like that they even still do the license plate thing or is that just like an old like, you know, thing that they maybe used to do, but you know, like oh, they don't actually do it. I'd license. like to think they still do, but license plates are probably pretty shittily made now. So I don't know when they cold open on this Spencer. I, we probably have done this before, but yeah, top stoner movies. How about that? Yeah. I was going to say books, but I don't know any stoner books. Not really. There's no. a book called Stoner, but to, much to my chagrin, it is actually not about smoking drugs. I don't no, believe. probably not. Um, probably not. It's classic lit, so I don't think so. I never really looked into it beyond the name, 
But I saw some comments in the classic lit group that said it's not about smoking dope. Yeah. So fuck that book. <laughs> <laughs> in no particular order, half baked. Yes. That's probably my number one, honestly. Did you ever hear like Chappelle talk about like how like the half baked that he wanted to make? Like the like the original it's supposed to be like a little bit more kinda like darker and like not like edgier, but like they you know, they they kinda turned it into like a, a slapstick. It was like you know, like a, a weed movie for kids. Yeah. Yeah, it was probably yeah, it was supposed to be like a little darker and stuff. You know, a more recent edition, which is sad because I feel like this is twenty years old now. <laughs> uh, Pineapple Express. Yeah, that's got to that's got to be at least what fifteen years old or something. Oh my god, yeah, probably. Um, really old, dazed and confused. Yeah, Fast Times at Ridgemont High was that a stoner movie? I saw that when I was young. Mm. I, have, I remember a weird looking Nicolas Cage in that, but I don't remember. I remember Spicoli. Ordering the pizza in class was great. Yeah, that was like a that was like an eighty stoners movie, wasn't it? Maybe I don't know. That might be more of a party movie. I wouldn't classify Super Bad as one, even though it is pretty funny. That's about drinking, so no, that's not. It's not a stoner movie. What else? What else we got? We always got uh, the classic Cheech and Chong. Yeah, any, the originators. Yeah, any any of those. A good amount of like Kevin Smith movies. Yeah. Especially uh, like the Jay and Silent Bobs. Like mainly those. the Jay and Silent Bobs, yeah. It's actually hard to pinpoint some quality stoner flicks. Because you, they have to be a good movie, too. Not just mm-hmm. like, oh, it's funny because I'm high. It's got to be actually funny. Right. I'll look up real quick. and then, who, Who's texting me? Oh, that's my brother. Hmm. He doesn't want anything important. Um, uh, What the fuck? Oh, no, it's recording me. No, ah! no. Google. You, you it, mean you recorded twice. Have you ever accidentally pressed the Google microphone button? A horrible face comes up. Oh, really? Look at that little face. Ooh. Oh, that's scary. I don't like it. It's haunting. Yeah. Best stoner. I'm going to say movies, but I feel like it should be flicks. Yeah. A better word. So on their list. Joints. Joints. Ooh, that'd be a good one. So they have Half-Baked. Smiley face, never heard of it. How high? How did we forget oh, that? Yeah, oh yeah, how high? Such yeah. a classic one. That's also one of my favorites. I've seen a million times. High noon, never heard of it. Pineapple Express, Evil Bong. I've heard of it, never watched yeah, it. Yeah, never seen it. Dazed and confused. We're the Millers. I didn't know that was a stoner flick, but it is pretty funny. Well, they are like smuggling drugs. We, yeah. Yes. Uh, I mean, I'm just saying like the highness level, but yeah. I guess that qualifies. I mean, obviously they have a whole RV full of drugs, and it was a funny movie. Dude, where's my car? Almost oh, forgot yeah. about it. That's an underrated one. That's one that's been yeah. lost to time, I think. Dude, sweet. Where's my tattoo set? I'm still surprised there hasn't been a sequel to that or something yet. It would be like, girl, where's my Uber? Yeah. Uh, scary movie? I would say those qualify, even though those are parody movies. Yeah. There's still lots of, obviously, Smokey. Was he, what was his name? That Shorty? Not Smokey. Smokey's Friday. Yeah. Marlon Wayne's character? Yeah, sure. I think it think is it's shorty. shorty. Yeah. Puff Puff Pass, never heard of it. Tenacious D. I never watched any of those Tenacious D things. Reefer Madness, the original, uh, that wasn't really a stoner movie as so much as Weed is Evil, Jump Off Buildings, yeah. right? <laughs> uh Stoned Age, that's a great title, but I never heard of that one. A movie called High School. How High Two made me sick. I didn't oh. watch it, but it was like a little uh, not a little oozy, uh little yachty. Oh, I just I remember seeing a trailer at from it and just being just like devastated and like I'm not <laughs> and like and I'm not just normally, so bummed out and like you know me like I'm not like normally one to like poo poo or shit on when things being redone or you know what I mean but that like, one like I like to give things the benefit of the doubt doubt at least but I just saw that and I was like you gotta be fucking kidding me like 
I don't know if it's going to come up on this list, uh, but I will also say Friday, the Friday franchise. I was just going to ask about the Friday. I liked all the Fridays because there was like the first one, Craig smokes weed on the mm-hmm. porch with, because uh, we brought up Smokey. Was that his name in that too? Smokey? Probably. Why am I forgetting yeah. things? Is it because it's 420? I, I keep on, I was talking to somebody about the Friday movies. And I'm like, I'm surprised they haven't tried to do like a prequel, like the Friday before or something. Starring little Uzi Vert. Yeah. Ugh. Fast Times, Ridgemont High, Stoner Express, never heard of that one. Jalen's Silent Bob Strike Back, Teach Jong Up and Smoke. The Big Lebowski qualifies, but did they actually smoke any drugs in that, really? Mm, I can't remember. I, I think the dude does toke up a little bit in it. I just don't remember if it's actually like. Because like, isn't he in like the bathtub smoking? Maybe. It's been so long since I've seen that movie. Cheech and Chong, next movie. Good, ooh, good morning. Morning as in I'm mourning someone's death. Uh, uh, and the cover is fucking Machine Gun Kelly's stupid blonde head. Uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. I don't think that counts as a stoner flick as much as a hard drug <laughs> flick. Yeah. Um, Ted, that's a good one. Oh, yeah, it's a more Ted, recent one. Ted, yeah. I love that. Uh, Ted 2 as well. I always like... I feel like people would like shit on, be like, "Oh, those Ted movies are bad." And it's like, but like every time I see a fucking clip, like, on they're a, always I'm, funny. I'm a real, I'm just like, this shit's hilarious. When they're in that uh, improv thing, yeah, like, and the guy's like, "Oh, name something," so you know, because they're trying to create a scene. They're like, 9 11 <laughs> Yeah, offices of Charlie Hebdo, like, just like <laughs> Bill Cosby. Like, dude, come on. Inherent Vice. I have not heard of that one. Cheech and Chong, Nice, Nice Dreams. I don't think I saw that one. This is the end. I guess that was a stoner one. I, that movie I don't remember caring for that much. No, no. I mean, I don't. I, I guess it didn't re- leave an impact. The only thing I remember is uh, what's his face getting punched in the face uh, by I think Rihanna. What's oh yeah, uh, Michael Sarah, and then uh, Channing Tatum is a gimp, mm. which is disturbing. I found that disturbing. Yeah, I never, I never watched it. I never got around to, to it. But I always hear people talk about how much they like it. I just remember it being okay. Maybe because it was too meta. Because, Maybe. you know, they're just all playing themselves. Supposed to be making another one of that, too. Hansel and Gretel get baked. Your Highness. Let's see what they do yeah. there. Kid Cannabis. That's a great name in the awful cover. The Wackness. There's a graffiti font. I couldn't read it. The Wackness. Bong Water. It's a picture of an ass. Ew. Ripped. Knocked Up. I forgot about Knocked Up. Does that count? I don't think that counts. No. I wouldn't say that counts as a stoner flick. Just because it's got Seth Rogen yeah. doesn't automatically make it a stoner flick. I mean, then again, maybe he was stoned throughout the whole thing. Was he stoned in 40-Year-Old Virgin? I don't remember. Super Troopers? Super Troopers is one I don't think I ever actually watched the whole movie. Just saw a bunch of clips. Yeah. Beach Gum? Beach Bum. Beach Bum. Some of these fonts are terrible. Soul Plane. I've never seen Soul Plane. Yeah, I've never. That seems like a movie that it'd be like... That'd be a good movie to watch while you're on drugs, <laughs> but it's not. I don't think it like, partakes no. so much in the Grow House, Friday. This movie's just called Paul, and it's an alien. Oh, that's um, that's another Seth Rogen one. That's where like the the um, the, like the hot fuzz guys find they like go to Area Fifty One and they find mm. him and they gotta like you know protect him or take him somewhere. Reminds me, I have an Area 51 story I never finished. Remember oh, that story? Yeah. From like 10 years ago. It was a good story. American Ultra, Strange Wilderness, Never Going Back, Rolling Kansas. I've heard of Rolling Kansas, never seen it. Uh, Grass is Greener, that's Method Man and Snoop Dogg, is that what that looks like to me? Why have I not heard of that one? Um, Humboldt County, 
Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Oh, yeah. That's a classic one too. Yeah, one forgotten in time, I think. Yeah, I'm surprised it's that far down on the list. I think it was the sequel. I think there's two sequels and they're fucking terrible. The second one wasn't so bad. The but third one, was, I think, it was like in 3D. Maybe, yeah. I just they, had, they got too slapstick. Mm-hmm. The first one was borderline because at the end they end up riding like a cheeto or, or something <laughs> in the woods. Anyway, next Friday and True Romance. That's a odd. Uh, that's a pretty big list. Yeah, that was just Google. So those are the top stoner movies. What are you watching tonight, Spencer? The inside of my eyelids. That's what yeah, I'm watching. Yeah. When I get a good night's rest. Rest. Uh, we'll be my, back. Like, two to three hours of rest every night that I get. Yeah. Interrupted rest. <laughs> uh, we'll be back after this music. Enjoy. And maybe today, just for today, I'll have the extended DPW intro music for the outro. For the outro. Because it's like three minutes long. So people get their, you know... Woo. You're just trying to pad the episode. Shut up. <laughs> uh, yeah. You are listening to the Drunken Pen Writing Podcast. Is that it? That is, is. I do believe that's the name. This isn't the wrestling one or the video game one no. or the, the weapons one or no. the samurai one or got a lot of podcasts people don't know about. Life hacks, how to how to be a man <sighs> for a century. Survival's guide for the I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh I am your host. What's the most beer in me? <laughs> Caleb James. That's my name. Don't wear it out. With me today, this one was much deliberation. <laughs> I let Spencer choose his own city, and then he kept saying a bunch of fucking words that messed me up. Um, I was only trying to help. But I'm going to go nice with this one. You, Spencer, the Wichita Wombat Washer Church. Ooh. Washing Wombat. That's a good service. Yeah. Provided by Spencer Church from Wichita. Yes. Did you say Wichita because of zombie land? No. No? I just I was trying to think of something weird that would maybe be difficult for you to to work with. There was I was just trying to because it's four twenty episode. I was trying to stay away from weed things. Yeah, oh yeah. You could have been the wake and baker, the weed. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't thinking about that. Yeah, so it was just because you picked the W word. We're gonna keep it light and sassy today and do the thing I said we weren't gonna do. Ten books for stoners you should read, and I picked this because it's from stonerthings.com. So they should probably know. They should know, and also. Like our stoner brethren, this is a very minimalistic list, so yes. I don't have to do a lot of work here. You know what the first one is, Spencer? I actually said it because I saw it on another list before we got on air. I I think I do, but tell the, the listeners. Number one on this list, Electric Kool-Aid Acid Test by Tom Wolfe. It has a funky cover, too, and the fucking Ooh, name is yeah. rad. And I kind of want to watch, or I want to read that now. It is one of the most iconic pieces of literature in stoner culture. Did you know that, Spencer? I did not. I did not know that, no. Electric Kool-Aid Acid Test is a nonfiction that details the adventures of the legendary psychedelic figure Ken Kesey and his merry band of pranksters as they hit the road on a school bus. Uh, The nonfiction part makes me not want to read it as much Mm. because I'm not a big nonfiction guy. When I'm in the mood... When I'm in the mood. And it's about something. Like, I mean, that would probably be good. Like, if you were going to go nonfiction, 
Oh, that, yeah. that would probably be a good thing to check out because uh, there's probably going to be a lot of shit going on in that thing. You know what? I think there's a lot of shit going on in the second book as well. Oh, yeah? Number two, Psychedelic Prayers by Timothy Leary. Mm. Considered by many as a sort of psychedelic Bible, Psychedelic Prayers is Leary's psychedelic rereading of texts that he theorized dated back to the 6th century BCE. Interesting. Uh, do you have to be high to read that one? I don't know. So far, we're uh, 0 for 2 because these aren't really stoner things. These are drugs, like, like uh, you know, high on like, yeah, like, psychedelics. Um, yeah. The word I'm looking for. Uh, these are, what did he call someone that does psychedelics but not weed? Because you wouldn't call him a stoner and you wouldn't call him a dopehead. Not a tweaker. No. Mm, a hippie, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> a hippie. Three, The Teachings of Don Juan by Carlos Castaneda. Castaneda. That's a cool... These are cool covers. Yeah, they are very... Uh, at least the covers I bring in their game. Yeah. Ooh, that's like an old lady. Originally published by the University of California Press, The Teachings of Don Juan was actually the author's thesis for his master class in anthropology, although the, vi- the validity of the experiences detailed in the book has been criticized, there is no denying its influence in the stoner community. Number four, Just Kids by Patty Smith. Just Kids follows the true story of a woman from a small town who goes through an experience that changes her life forever, Spencer. Forever is ever? Actually, it doesn't have the word forever. I had that just says oh. changes her life. I thought it made it you know, punch it up a little. Maybe her mm-hmm. life wasn't changed forever. Maybe it reverted back to her drab, boring life previously. I don't know. I didn't read the book. Written in an enchanting and heartwarming manner, the book is engrossing in its simple lyricism. I should probably say at some point in this episode, I'm not allowed to do the devil's lettuce because I get mm. drug tested for work. So I have to drink beer because that's fine. Mm. I can come to work drunk and that's okay. Yeah, right. Like you, all you gotta do is just say, I'm sorry, do some steps. Yeah. But if I smell like the fucking jazz cabbage, <laughs> I, go to, I get fired. It's so stupid. I hate this stupid country sometimes. Number five, Orange Sunshine by Nicholas Show. That's a fucking mm. cool cover. Oh, wow. I should have just brought that yeah. up on the computer so you could see them with me, because these are awesome. Orange Sunshine is the tale of the brotherhood of eternal love. Okay. Uh, gonna say. And their involvement in the U.S. drug culture in the 60s and the 70s. Comprised in equal parts of surf and psychedelic culture, the book focuses mostly on marijuana, hash, and LSD. Okay, that's more yeah, stoner. Yeah, yeah. More stoner adjacent. Number six, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas by Hunter S. Thompson. We covered this on the podcast, I think. So let's listen to that episode, folks. Yeah. Pretty sure we covered it. Yeah, we had to. I know we talked about it a million times. Yeah. We also talked about it with uh, Ash from Ear Read This on his podcast, the Ear Read This podcast. So check it out on there you, as well. Do you think, though, do you think the book's more of a stoner book than the movie's a stoner movie? No. I don't think either are stoner stuff. A wild romp through the desert into Las Vegas and beyond makes this a stoner classic that you just can't put down. Psychedelic classic, yes. Stoner classic, I... Did they even smoke weed in the book or movie that you remember? I know there was I, like hash and stuff, yeah, but I think like they like they they took like it was never a focus. Some. Yeah, never it was, a focus. It wasn't the main thing. If anything, it was a warm up or a cool down yeah. from whatever drugs they were actually doing. Put it this way, they didn't think it was drugs. No, that's, yeah. that's <laughs> what the, Hunter has Thompson for him. Weed was not a drug. Number seven, Food of the Gods by Terrence McKenna. I just know that's gonna mm. be wild. Terrence McKenna always had some wild stuff. Introduced by the author as a manifesto for a new way of thinking about drugs. Food of the Gods goes beyond the recreational aspect that characterizes most other examples of stoner literature. Focusing mainly on psilocybin, 
McKenna also covers the cultural and political aspects of drug use. So that's a, you want to be a learned fellow, you want to check out this list. Number eight. This is going to throw you for a loop. All right. But it actually makes a lot of sense. Okay. Again, though, I wish they retitled this psychedelics. Mm. This is these None of these come across as stoner literature. Alice's Adventures in Wonderland by Lewis Carroll. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I could see that. She ate some mushrooms, fell asleep, and boy, yeah, mm. she's underground and going through a rabbit you hole. You could probably almost say the same thing about, like, Wizard of Oz, too. Yeah, I would agree. That bitch got so high yeah. that she saw colors. <laughs> <laughs> Number nine, Pot Stories for the Soul by Paul Krasner. Loosely inspired by the Chicken Soup for the Soul series, Plot Stories for the Soul is an entertaining collection of personal stories with a decidedly stoner bent. Each chapter is short and easy to read, but packed with enticing bits of stoner wisdom. Now that is a stoner a, book. Yeah. Grade A stoner stamp. It's shaped like a pot mm. leaf. You can't <laughs> see me stamping. Uh, go and read that in the break room. <laughs> if you just start reading all these drug books and you're like a cop and you're in the <laughs> break room, just, what do they think? Number 10, Mr. Nice, an autobiography off I can't then say that word right at all. Wow. Mr. Nice, an autobiography by Howard Marks. The problem is I started, I said autobi, <laughs> and I was going to say biographical, and once I hit the biograph, it's over. So I just kept going. I don't like that cover at all. I don't like that guy's face. No, that's very... Too much face. Too much Jay Leno. <laughs> Early 70s Jay Leno. Covering the author's own adventures as a marijuana smuggler, great start, Mr. Nice is remarkable and only for the fact that the author was responsible for the transport of more than 30 tons of weed throughout his illustrious career. That actually sounds great. It kind of sounds like the uh, the blow guy. Oh, no, but was he cocaine? He cocaine, yeah. Cocaine. Cocaine. There's a Clint Eastwood movie I never saw, but should the mule. Oh, yeah. Where I think he's a drug smuggler and he's like 90. That sounds like that, kind of. A little bit, yeah. Uh, so that was the end of that list. That was the end of the list. Yeah, I, I might put that in the show notes if I remember. Autobiography. Speaking of words, I cannot <laughs> say, Spencer. Let's say more of the words we can't. We can't speak. No, it, it's it's beyond that. As you know, I finally started my actual reading goal of the year all the way yeah. in fucking mid-April. <laughs> right. I started reading the Iliad. Yes. So I was supposed to start reading in January. Now you know there was a lot of preface for that book. Seventy-seven pages of it. I'm not going to lie to you, I skipped a lot of it. Okay. It wasn't necessary. It was just, most of it was talking about Homer and if he was a real person. Mm. Didn't know so, much of a shit about that. So I just- Yeah, that's get, something you can, like, after you get done reading the story or whatever, you can go mm, back if you, want, if you want to. Yeah, so that wasn't really that necessary for the, what I needed to know. So I read some of the translation info, and I read the Greek pronunciation guide stuff. Now, you know me, Spencer. Mm. I read the fucking Silmarillion. Yeah. Homer's The Iliad starts off- Fun story about war. Okay. Lots of gods. Yeah. Lots of chaos ensuing or whatever. Sounds like in things that would be enjoyable. It's broken up not in chapters, but books. So chapter one, chapter two, chapter three is book one, book two, book three. All and right. it goes on for like 27 of those. Right. Whatever. Are they big? 20, 30, 40 pages. I don't know. They're, it's not bad. It's not a hard read when it comes to that. I almost gave up, though. At the end of book two, for like 20 pages... It's broken up into individual paragraphs. And again, this is an epic poem, so I guess stanzas, I don't, I don't know. But it's broken up, and it's discussing every single, I mean, you could say tribes, but every city, every group, or whatever is in this war. So let's say I'll use the, I'm trying to use a lesser one, the people from Crete, okay? Mm -hmm. So the Cretans, or the Cretans, or whatever they were called. So it'd be the Cretans. 
and literally he names every fucking name of city and person, it, and I can't pronounce most of them. Mm -hmm. And so every paragraph, I'm not shitting you, is like 20 or 30 different names, and this goes on for like 20 pages. And I was so lost. It, it sounds like, like like early episodes of Game of Thrones. Yeah, just there's just so everybody. many. Literally, I probably got introduced to 500 characters and 5,000 nations. I was like, I don't know what's going on now. It was very hard to just get through that. And like I said, I read the Silmarillion, and it made the you know, pronunciation you, guide for that easy. <laughs> you, you might, like, with that, you might have to do, you might have to see if you can find, like, a, a, a podcast you can... No, 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 here's the thing. Well, that's can, actually a good idea. I might do that. Because that's what I was going to do with Ulysses. I have a couple of different, like, uh, read-along guys. Like, people... I actually found um, a channel that does, like, a live... Not a live reading, but, like, uh, episodes. So, mm. every chapter, they, like, read it like it's a play. Mm. So, but you go, like, line by line. So, I think I might read... Either read along with that or read it and then listen to a chapter, you know, to better understand it. But that's a good idea for the Iliad if I could find a podcast. Even just talking about it. But I, I did finally get beyond that, and I read chapter three, and I'm on four now. And goes back to the war stuff. It's fun, mm. easy, understandable. But that goddamn that almost took me out. I was just like, oh my god, I don't care about all this. I wonder it's not necessary to know. Yeah, and I wonder how much that actually means anything. I don't know, but if they're reciting this out loud and they had oh, to memorize this whole thing, how? How would you memorize all those names? Impossible. Impossible. So I wasn't a big fan of that, but I did find another information. I'm not just fluffing this episode by talking mm -hmm. about it. Shut up, Spencer. I did find another chunk of information that made me very happy. So, you know, my goal, like the first three books I was going to read, The Iliad, The Ionid by Virgil, and then The Odyssey, which is also by Homer. Uh, because The Ionid takes place also in the Trojan War, but it's I think it's about a character who, after the war's over, he goes like to Italy, and then it's like his adventure. Uh, I thought I would have to read, you know, the Iliad, the Iliad, and the Odyssey. And I really, the only one I want to read is the Odyssey. Yeah. That's the awesome one. No, I lucked out because I looked up and I found that actually you should read the Iliad last because the Iliad references both the Iliad and the Odyssey because mm. it was written way after. So I'm like, cool, now I can read the Odyssey and be all happy. And then maybe just blow off the Iliad mm. for a while. I don't know. I don't really care about that. Well, you don't want to get a, you don't want to get a too, uh, Burned out on on the thing, and you're not gonna want to finish it. Well, here's here's my I think grave mistake. I think I'm gonna break this up though. Because my plan was I wanted to go kind of like time frame. So I was gonna go Iliad, Odyssey, Ionid, Paradise Lost, Divine Comedy. Those are five mm -hmm. epic poems. I don't think I could read five epic poems, poems in a row. No, that's a little extreme. So I think after because well, because like the. Uh, Iliad is just as long, right? The Iliad's the longest out of those other two, the first two. And then what, the Ion? The Ionid and the Odyssey are the shorter okay. of the three. And then what about Paradise Lost and Divine Comedy? Paradise Lost isn't as long, but it's fucking dense and really hard to understand. The Divine Comedy's pretty big as well, but I think that'd be the easiest of them. I think I, would, I won't have a problem, because I read some of that, uh, like Dante's Inferno. I don't think I'll have too much problem with that. I was I always wanted to check those out. But one of the main characters in that is Virgil, who wrote the Ionid, which mm. is you see my method here, that's yeah. what I'm reading. Because I figure if I go in this order, all the books that are mentioned are gonna be referenced because mainly like a lot of them are in Ulysses. Like the Ulysses is written in the style of the Odyssey, it references a lot of Shakespeare, uh, and you know, different things. So I wanna be like caught up on that stuff. But also I think what I'm going to do is a break since it's written in like the 14, 1500s. Uh, I think I'm going to read Don Quixote. 
after I've finished the first three epics before I go into Paradise Lost and uh But Divine isn't that another big one? It's a big one, but it's a, just a narrative, you know? It's that's not too difficult. I don't think that's gonna be very difficult. Because even though it's a translation, like the language isn't too complex. That's one of those books I feel people just don't read because it's big and because of uh, the subject matter. What was the subject matter? This guy just questing. Oh. But he's not a real knight. He just like he just is in love with the idea of being like this hero knight, and he's just a fucking buffoon. That's where you get the tilting at windmills. He thinks uh. windmills are like monsters, and he tries to fight them because he's an idiot. Uh, it's a fun. It's supposed to be fun. The one that I'm really worried about is uh, Ulysses. That's the end of the year one. That's going to be a fucking killer. Now, do you still think you're going to be able to get all those in within by the end of the year? Mm, I'll say I have to. I can't judge it till summertime because I already know I'm going to get thrown off. Because like after I read the Iliad, I think I'm going to read the Dead Zone. Yeah, I think that's you, my yeah, point. You yeah, was, you were saying something about. I that think before. I'm just going to go ahead and read the Dead Zone uh, for a nice palate cleanser, and I really do want to read Hamlet. It's just that's. Shakespeare is tricky because, like I said, like A Midsummer's Night's Dream, I read that, like, what, in a couple days or something? Like, pretty quick. I mean, it's not long, but, you know, Shakespeare, it's difficult. Like, Macbeth took me a week, and that's not that's not much longer. It's like 100-something pages. Hamlet's longer than both of them, and that's pretty dense, so I'm worried that I'm going to get, like, bogged down and, oh, shit, Hamlet's hard. I can't, you know, because that's a lot of times when I hit these real challenging books, sometimes it just, like, it's the idea... The idea of having to read it is more daunting than actually reading it. So I just find myself, like with writing a lot of the times, it's like, oh, I need to write. Once I get writing, I'm fine. But to get to writing mm -hmm. sometimes is the challenge. Like, you know, some people can't, the workout's not hard. It's getting to the gym. So for me, I think getting, like every day having to read Hamlin, like, oh, I got to start reading it. I'd probably keep putting it off, playing on my phone, dicking around. Uh, but I've been pretty strict lately. I haven't had any of those issues. So I think I'll be okay. I think I'll be okay. Uh -huh. Palette cleanser number two after the Odyssey. That's where I need your help. Ooh. I was thinking maybe, and I already forget the feller's name, uh, but that Japanese book I mentioned that we might be doing for a book of the month or something. Okay. I was thinking either maybe that or because you're going to do, see, I don't want to burn you out either because you're going to be doing the Yukio Mishima book if I do the Dead Zone, right? Oh, yeah. And then plus the, um, it, the other uh, Mirakami book too. Event, you know, down the line. Oh, wow, Sheep Chase. Yeah, yeah, you have to read that, right? Oh, we're going to do an episode on that, I guess. But, uh, so, I I mean, I don't want you to have to do back-to-back, -back, especially if you're going to read the Miracle, you know, triple back-to-back -back yeah. Japanese authors if you read that uh, one. So, I don't want to burn you out. So, maybe I'll uh, pick something else. I haven't decided. I have a whole fucking shelf of books I want to read. Yeah. So. Depends what I'm feeling, too, because sometimes I want the exact opposite of what I've been reading. Because these epics... They're written in such a style that's just—I uh, don't know, man. It's weird. See, I—I uh, I started a new book on on Sunday, Dead Even. It's Brad Meltzer's second book. I've talked about it before. Talked about it on the last episode, I think. It's, yeah. Um. So I started it on Sunday, and I'm already like a hundred and seventy something pages Ooh. into it. My goal is to buy, uh, you know, by this Sunday, I want to be as close to the two fifty mark because it's like. It's like four hundred and ninety-five pages, mm. so I'm just I'm just rounding it up to 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 five hundred, like you know, as yeah. I'm doing like the pay, you know. So yeah, my goal is to try to get this close to two fifty by by Sunday, so I can you know be half halfway there. You know what I want to know? What? Want to know what I want to know? What I Wait, what do you know want to know that from you and another know from me? I want to know that you know that I want to know no, that you know. No. Knowing what? 
No. What I want to know, Spencer, is what doorstop you're going to read this year. Doorstop? When's the last time you read a doorstop? It's been a minute. Probably. You're overdue for a fucking doorstop. Probably Sleeping Beauties. Probably. And Probably that was a big Sleeping fail. Sleeping Beauties, yeah. That wasn't even that big, was it? It was like 800 pages or something? Well, it, it, was, a, it was a hardback. Um, so that also, you know, gave it some extra. That gave it the doorstop. Yeah, it girth. gave it some extra girth to it. Oh, no, man. I haven't. I don't know if I have. A, I mean, I don't know when I would get to it, but probably the next one will probably be the Q1A4. One QA4. That's the, like, that's the only like big thing I really have in my to read pile besides that um science fiction short story right. collection thing that you, you got me. I can make a suggestion. Oh, what? For a. Uh doorstop read you know what it is i don't gotta say it <laughs> you better not it's written by a, a bearded individual <laughs> you better not say it it's large and in charge no do you like northampton <laughs> not at all do you like i'm a fan of southampton have you ever wondered how the whole history of money came about not particularly no because i could I, I know a book that'll tell you very very dense detail i'm not ready to <laughs> transcend to that level quite yet all right. I don't think I'm prepared. Let you borrow Midsummer's Night's Dream, sixty pages, maybe to knock it out in a day. I feel like I would have a hard time understanding the Shakespeare. I find with these epic poems, Iliad included, and Shakespeare, it really helps to kind of read them out loud to yourself. Oh yeah, uh, because the language, it's more understandable, and especially the jokes, like in Shakespeare. They seem to come alive better when you're reading them out loud mm. or if you listen to someone read them. Like I said, I might I might even revisit that if I could find a good reading online to read along with it. Mm, I think yeah, that would really be a good idea. Yeah. I think that really helps because I don't know about you, but when it comes to this kind of stuff, also what bogs me down, which I have had with the Silmarillion as well, is when I can't pronounce the words. Mm, yeah. And if it's a name that comes up fucking repeatedly and I can't pronounce it, I don't know how it's pronounced. And I pronounce it different every time in my own head. I find at least if I say it out loud, even if it's a wrong pronunciation, I stick with it. Yeah. And then I'm not bogged down anymore. So, you know, like there's like the fucking Iliad. There's so many different spellings of the fucking weird names. And it's like, I don't know. Like, okay, we'll use uh, Heracles as an example. I think it's Hercules, right? Mm -hmm. It's pronounced Heracles. And that's how it's spelled in the in the book. But if he was, if I read something that was about him constantly, but if I didn't know how to pronounce his name, is it, is it Hercules, Hercules, Heracles? If I kept thinking every time I read it, but if I said out loud, Heracles, okay, that's the name. Even, even, if, it, it, even yeah. if it was wrong, that's the name. It sticks. Yes, yeah, one of those situations was I'm making, I'm renaming yeah. all these characters the names that I can understand. Yeah, I learned that. This uh, guy's Steve <laughs> now. <laughs> the Japanese fiction, I learned that early on because it's like sometimes these names, the way, even if I know how to pronounce the how it should be pronounced, they're not pronounced that way. So I'm just like, yeah, fuck it. I'll just uh, pronounce it wrong the whole mm. time. But then when we talk about it on air or something, that's when you feel like a big dummy. What was it I did that with? I read the whole thing and the name was wrong the whole time. Oh, uh, it was an Amish name. Oh. What the fuck did we read that had an Amish name? Oh, that was recently. It wasn't that long ago. Mm. Oh, shit. It, it was the... Kurt Vonnegut book. The character oh, in the... Uh, what was the main character's name? I kept calling him... It was Malachi. Yeah. The whole time I read it, because I phonetically pronounced it Marachi. <laughs> 
So the whole book, I, 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 I never read it out loud. So the whole book, I just called him Marachi in my head. And then we talked about it online. But luckily, I watched a video about it first. I was like, Malachi. I was like, who the fuck was Malachi? And then you said Malachi. And I was like, oh, my God, am I an idiot? And I looked. I was like, that's Malachi, not Marachi. Or th- no, it was Malachi. Malachi. Uh, yeah, Malachi. I kept calling him Malachi in my head. I was like, that's not right. I'm a fucking, I'm a fool. I'm a goddamn fool. Yeah. Also, mm. Brighton's been hard. Shut up. Yeah. Haven't been doing very good. I got a couple hundred words the other day, but that's it. I had some days where I really had all the time in the world, <laughs> and I didn't do it at all. Not a single. Yesterday, all the t- Monday, too, because I did all my podcast stuff on the weekend, and then I forgot to schedule the podcast for Tuesday, even though I did all the shit for it. So it still came out late on Tuesday. But Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, did nothing. Sat outside, read a little bit of the Iliad. Did not even do that well. Did <laughs> nothing. Had all the time in the world to write. Had brought my laptop upstairs to write. Set it down and never opened it. I'm a fucking loser. A, f- a phony. I'm a fraud. A big phony. I'm a phony. I'm a fraud. People would be ashamed of me. If and, a, and a frog. A frog? Yeah. Ribbit. So anyway, folks, that's it. I don't want to talk no more. No. 420 we got pizza yeah i do want to eat pizza uh we thank you for listening if you want to check out the dpw profiles you can go twitter instagram facebook youtube at dpw podcast spencer's only fans the wichita wombat washer church he gets all up in them wombat crevices squeaky clean squeak what are you washing them with don't you worry about it oh boy Again, that's what you got to go to the. You got to go to the OnlyFans to see. That ain't no sponge. That ain't no loofah. That's his big hairy. Uh, anyway, uh, you can also follow me at calebjamesk.com to see my very great going writing journey I'm on. <laughs> going so well. Uh, I will have more stories out on there soon. The rejections have stopped coming, but so have acceptances. Fucking so is life. Uh, <laughs> So, we wish you, even though it's delayed, we hope you had a great 420 if you celebrate that. If not, we hope April has treated you all right. We will check you next week with probably a real episode. We should probably try. I think I mentioned off-air that I canceled Neil Gaiman. Yeah. No more guests for no, a while. No more guests. Told, he, he reached out, and I said... To, we have to wait. He, has he to. reached out to me, and I said... Ah. Neil, Neil, I would love to. I would love to. We just can't fit you in at the moment you just gotta wait bro maybe next year maybe next maybe year. at the end of summer i don't know we'll see we got when st- you get something new coming out maybe we can squeeze you in then if you got something new coming out we have this guy i think stefan kang or something <laughs> he tried to get on i didn't even know who he was i said fuck off dude he said he wrote a book called like i don't know the shining or the stand i fucked some garbage something with an s anyway uh yeah something with a tower something i don't know fantasy <laughs> check you out next week <laughs>